0: what's up everyone welcome to another episode of shut up keep going i'm Cindy goodman i'm kate franklin and this is the show where we explore our internet curiosities hello hello kate welcome back welcome back did you ever watch um she's the man Mm-hmm. so i quote it constantly yeah but there's this one part where the principal goes welcome to elyria welcome 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 welcome, welcome." and i do that more than i care to admit and i feel like no one has ever been like oh i like that movie who are you welcoming they just don't i don't know i feel like i'm not sure it's okay i believe you i feel like it happened more pre-quarantine like we'd be like at a meeting or let's hope so when you arrive at places Mm -hmm. um but anyways so welcome everyone um to another episode thanks for coming back Kate yeah would you care to start let's start
1: it out kick it off so this one is um interesting and this actually comes from my boyfriend he was talking about this and I thought it was fascinating there is a phenomena Okay. In cultural
0: anthropology. I love anthropology. It is the, the store. Um, I, like, I like, they have cool furniture. I, but I was talking about the class.
1: Okay. I actually have never taken
0: the anthropology Oh my gosh. List. Anthropology was one of my favorite classes that I took. That and sociology. That was very interesting. I wish I went to college. Real college.
1: I went to art school. <laughs> um, well, this is, so it's called the guilt, shame, fear spectrum of cultures. And it is used as a way to categorize different cultures and the differences can apply to how behavior is governed with like laws, business rules, and social etiquette. It's kind of the way that people control individuals' emotions and maintaining social order and the way to sway obedience. Does that make sense? Okay. So in a guilt society, control is maintained by creating and continually reinforcing guilt with the expectation of punishment now or in the afterlife. So um, for certain like bad behaviors, the guilt world is about like crime and punishment.
0: Okay, do you have examples of cultures that fall in that category?
1: So guilt culture is usually Judeo-Christian. So like heaven and hell. It says a person in this type of culture may ask, is my behavior fair or unfair? It really emphasizes the individual conscious, conscience. 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 I still don't
0: know how to spell that word. Every Because that's a that's Try. conscience, right? C O N. Yeah, you're right. But I feel like that every time I spell that word out, I'm like, this isn't the word.
1: I am the viewer speller of all time.
0: So I am, I think I've convinced myself I'm a bad speller. In first grade, I went to the spelling bee. Wow. Yeah. Did I did not was, know that. Yeah, I did. And I got out on the word fluffy because I didn't put two F's. are you serious 26 years old and i still remember that
1: like as a point of shame or guilt
0: yeah or fear i was really embarrassed well then it's a saga in fifth grade i was in the spelling bee and i got out on the word mammal because of the double consonant so you don't like double i don't and i remember when that happened i because you know well maybe not every school is like this but in my school it was like uncool to be smart Mm mm-hmm And so I feel like I was embarrassed anyways that I had to do the spelling bee because I think they went based on like who had the highest grades in that Mm -hmm. or in that subject. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, okay, you're representing your class in the spelling bee. And it was in front of all your peers. And I remember I was embarrassed about that. And then I was embarrassed that I got out on mammal. And I did this weird little like jig when I got out to like show everybody that it's like, yes, I'm so happy. I like can't spell. you were like, yeah, like over this yeah i feel like i did like a little like low fist action that's kind of cute no it's not i mean yeah (laughs) i very vividly like it was like an out of body experience um so yeah that's me and spelling and conscience it's conscience. conscience
1: conscience honestly i didn't realize that and now i'm gonna remember forever how to spell conscience i just am a terrible i cannot spell anything it's really bad Art school,
0: I, I don't know. I misspell a lot of things now, but everything's like corrected so instantaneously. I know it's not. I don't even notice.
1: Like if I didn't, if I didn't have that, I would just look illiterate. In a shame society, <laughs> should I segue? In a shame society, the means of control are obviously shame and the threat of being ostracized.
0: Okay, so this would be more of, like, an Asian society.
1: Yes, uh, they there?
0: yes. I only say that because when you were describing the first one, before you got into the individuality part, I was kind of tr- thinking maybe that's that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's. But, they're associated with Arabic and Eastern religions. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's very religion-based, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, but religions form societies, do they not? Touche. So, um The shame-honor worldview seeks an honor balance and can lead to revenge dynamics, Hmm. which I think makes sense if you think about it. Um, It says, I like this, the little quotation, it says a person in this society, a person in this type of culture may ask, shall I look ashamed if I do X or how will people look at me if I do Y? Shame cultures um, are typically based on concepts of pride and honor and appearances are important Mm -hmm. the appearance of that
0: interesting I feel like this is such a tangent I have recently you know I feel like we're all growing and learning and Mm -hmm. all that jazz and I've been in therapy long enough that I am growing I'm at a point where I feel like I'm growing a decent amount Mm -hmm. and I feel like I hit this big breakthrough this week Where I realized that whatever you are feeling is okay and enough. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And the reason why I bring that up is because this idea of that when you're in this this type of culture, you're thinking like, should I feel ashamed? And kind of checking yourself with that. And I just realized that, you know, however you feel is completely okay. And I don't know. It felt like there was a big load off of my shoulders. I feel like... You see that and you hear that a lot. But for whatever reason, it just really clicked for me. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, for example, if I feel exhausted, there's not really much of a use to beat myself up for feeling exhausted because that's just kind of the situation we're in and yeah. being okay with that. So that was just a little life lesson tangent that has not very little to do with what we're talking about right now. But continue.
1: Well, I think the thing about this spectrum of whatever, is that it's about control. It's about controlling people. So it's not like intrinsic to human nature. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
0: Do you think it's as much about controlling people and people finding comfort in feeling in control?
1: I mean, isn't that similar? Is that similar? Wait, say that again.
0: So I feel like when you say it's about controlling people, People that makes me think from like a government perspective or kind of from like a more overarching leader perspective, they want to implement these um not policies, but you know, these social norms because it creates order and control for their society. Yeah. Versus I feel like, for example, I find that a lot of my anxiety stems from when I'm anxious about a situation, it's usually because I want to control the situation. Mm but I I guess I see what you're saying that that can both that can coexist.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, people like religion, how is religion formed? It's formed through like wanting to feel in control of like the phenomena Mm -hmm. happening around you. Yeah. Um, If you look at it objectively, you know, not subjectively, but um, so the last type of society is a fear society, which control is kept by the fear of retribution. Um, And the fear is focusing on physical dominance. And it's usually like, will someone hurt me if I do this? Which is sad. Um, Yeah. And on Wikipedia, it says fear culture is associated with animus and tribal societies. But I also feel like fear culture is like dictatorships. That's kind of what
0: came to mind when you were describing it. Yeah. And Like, like 1984 no. yeah. type stuff.
1: Um, so, this... Have you read The Chrysanthemum and the Sword? I have not. Enlighten me. Oh, I, I don't know what it is. It oh. just says. It was popularized <laughs> by Ruth Benedict, who is a an American anthropologist. I don't know if she's a good lady or a bad lady, but she kind of found this but I just thought that was interesting that's what I got
0: (laughs) that's what you got I like it no I think that's really interesting one of my senior like papers I didn't really have to write like a single senior thesis paper but one of my senior papers in college was about the development of culture Mm. um, from like a evolutionary biology standpoint Um, it was really interesting I don't remember I'm not going to try and talk about it because that was a while ago and I don't really remember what I wrote about but I did find it really fascinating I think culture and um, the basis of culture and kind of how that's established and where does it come from and these belief systems are is just so fascinating. Yeah. Um. I think it goes hand in hand for me with like language and how language shapes experience yeah. so much. Yeah. Um. But cool. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to end when. I don't know if I should clap for you. Terrific. Terrific. That's probably. Okay. So my topic today is the guinness book of world records okay so how much do you know about the did you ever have one of those yeah i had one
1: in fifth grade and i was obsessed with it
0: so i remember it was more my brother uh-huh. well i mean i really liked it but it was one of those things i feel like i'm kind of like a mooch in my life like if i know that somebody around me is just gonna get the thing something that i'm interested in i'll just wait until they get it That's and then kind being of like thrifty check out sure what their dealio is um and so i just remember the book fair would happen remember scholastic book fairs? oh my god
1: those were the best weeks of school right? of all time
0: and just to go and buy books yeah Does and i still, s- still happen bookstores <laughs> no no no, book fairs i'm sure like schools.
1: if kids don't have it now i mean they're missing out i i agree with you though it was the best It was like the most exciting week of school.
0: A hundred percent. And I remember my school would do a poster contest where you would draw a not movie, sorry, a book jacket, basically the book art. Um, And every year, for some reason I did, if you give a mouse a cookie.
1: Oh yeah. That book. book?
0: Yeah. 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 I, there, there were different books in the series and every year I did it. I don't know why, I guess I was really good at drawing mice. I don't know. But anyways, um, my brother would always get a Guinness Book of World Records and I kind of just accepted it for what it was. You know, it's a book with a bunch of records in it. Great. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, this week, I got really interested in like, what's the deal with this? And like, is it the same thing as the beer? That's that's actually what this started with because I was like, oh, that's weird. Guinness, like that's... Yeah. That's weird that there's two big companies called Guinness. Sure. Turns out it's the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the beer. It originated with the beer company the same beer company so it was first published in 1955 Um, the year my dad was born oh my gosh happy birthday john happy birthday well i mean birth year but then technically everybody well we can move on john um so it sold a hundred million copies in its first 50 years which makes it the best-selling copyrighted book in history and is only outsold by the bible so it won a world record yes um but the way that it started was basically there was a party in ireland in 1951 and the managing director of guinness brewery named sir hugh beaver was in an argument about the about europe's fastest game bird and he couldn't find anything that gave him a definitive answer on what the i guess world record yeah or fastest game bird was and so he thought it would be a good idea to do this. So he basically worked with um, these two brothers, Norris and Ross McWhorter, who were running a publishing company at the time and a fact-finding agency. What Whoa. a convenient find. Um, and then the McWhorters became the book's editors. Um, this isn't a fun fun fact. Sounds very um, rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, But unfortunately, Ross McWhirter was shot by the IRA in London in 1975 um, after offering a reward for the capture of terrorist bombers. And so after Ross's unfortunate death um, murder norris went on to continue to okay to kind of be to head the book um but the reason why i brought it up and this might just i expose myself as completely ignorant but when i first saw that it just said he was shot by the ira and i thought that that was oh my gosh i just realized it's called the irs i was convinced that it was a tax situation but as i'm recounting this i'm realizing that the ira and the irs are different and when i was thinking ira i was thinking of like yeah the when IRS,
1: I, you're like, pay these goddamn taxes. <laughs> That's why I
0: was like, this makes no sense. And so I looked into it and I was like, oh, it's the Irish Republican Army. My bad. It's not a fear-based society. Um, but so nowadays, this is what I found so interesting. Okay. So Guinness Book of World Records is the same as the, it originates from the same thing as the people who make the beer. But today they actually don't make all of its money off of selling record books. It's actually become a kind of like a marketing agency. Oh. So a huge chunk of its business comes from helping companies invent and break new records to get oh. them publicity. Capitalism.
1: Isn't that interesting, though? That's funny. I mean, yeah, like no one buys books anymore. So they're well, like... So it
0: does say that they still sell a lot
1: of books, but that this is like... The main thing. I just feel like everyone wants an award. Yeah. <laughs> do you okay. know what I mean it's everyone like everyone
0: wants to be a star
1: because I okay this is kind of random but I when I had Instagram I recently deactivated I got I was keep getting advertisements for like become a lord and I was like what is what? this like a, lord, like a land yeah like a like a lord like you or lord and land. lady yeah and I looked it up and there's this company in Scotland where you can buy a yard of land and so you can technically become a lord and they like plant a tree on it or something. And everyone like there's all these like testimonials. It's like I feel so good that I'm a lord now.
0: Wait. And how I, much is
1: it? I don't know. Should we do it?
0: I kind of am into that. Like Lady Sydney. Lady Goodman. I want to be a lord though. I don't want to be a lady. I would rather be a lord too. Come on.
1: I was telling like this is going too far off but uh, let me just quickly say that i think it is fucked that we can't have juniors like i can't have a kate junior what's up with that
0: who says no well i'm going I to say yes so whoever my mom's she has a cousin and they have five sons and i think a daughter and the guy's name is doug and he named all five of his sons doug that can't be legal uh, there's, there's they they all go by nicknames so you wouldn't necessarily know it but they are legally all named doug
1: that guy has some is he like weird does he have some like psychological problems no
0: doug's great
1: he's just obsessed with his name, <laughs> with his
0: name i guess i don't <laughs> know like doug but also it's really common in other cultures i don't know if it's just the filipino culture but i was reading something about how it's like pretty common because my mom's name is or my mom's middle name is Marie, but mm-hmm. then she has a sister named Marie whose first name is Marie. And I remember always kind of thinking that's kind of odd. Uh, why would you reuse the same name? I think that's com- that my sister's like that. Oh, really? With
1: my aunt, yeah, my aunt's name is Christine and her middle name is Christine. No, sister. no, no.
0: But my my mom's name middle name is Marie, and then her sister's name is Marie. Oh, that's weird.
1: Sorry, I was well. I'm thinking of. I'm skipping I you, see what you because I know what your middle name is.
0: Yeah. It's it's also Murray. Um, Wait, what if it was Murray? Like M-U-R-R-A-Y. Murray. Murray. That's kind of cool. I don't know. Regardless, I guess my point is you can do whatever you want. I don't know that I would want to have a
1: kid named Sydney, though. I don't love my name, but I just like want the option and it to be acceptable and celebrated.
0: Yeah, and I do. It, I will say I think juniors are fine. But I think once you get to like the threes or the fours, that's where it becomes impressive to me.
1: Yeah, that's just a multi-generational commitment.
0: Yeah, it, it's you're you, you're you a little far from your mic. Am I? No, you're good. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know, because I remember there was this guy in high school and I think he was a fifth.
1: Whoa.
0: And that just to me shows commitment.
1: Yeah, that family is like, we are this. Mm hmm we okay.
0: are farmers dun, dun 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 well I was just
1: relating that to the Guinness friends because now you said it's a marketing thing right yes
0: yes yes so it's a marketing thing um, but they were acquired in 2008 by the same company that owns Ripley's believe it or not oh interesting which once I read that I was like that actually kind of it feels like they're the same vibe, like they're on the same wavelength.
1: Yeah, it's like what what I imagine when I imagine Guinness Book of World Records is like the lady with the really long fingernails.
0: Wait, I can
1: you see know the this? Page.
0: I can literally see. The and page then I think of Ripley, Ripley's
1: Believe or Not is like exactly similar to that, right? Yeah, like so it she's, makes sense. How do you do anything with that?
0: <laughs> like, maybe she has a lot of money and has like a serv- like an assistant.
1: There was... There's a... my One of my favorite YouTube videos of all time is this woman who's a hand model and it's like a documentary about her life and she's always holding up her hands and like she all won't day? open doors because what? her hands are precious. She's like, these are the money makers.
0: I mean, but...
1: What? Open the door. Well, she, can, she can't bang her fingers
0: because th- that's what... I open a lot of doors and I don't think I have... I The number of doors that I open proportionate to how many bruises or bangs i have on my finger is so low well how much money is she making she must make a lot
1: she had gorgeous hands but anyways what
0: makes hands gorgeous like i don't thinness i will say we have family friends and she has very pretty hands they're like her fingers are just like long and dainty and i feel like they like kind of float Mm mm-hmm um, but anyways Guinness Book of World Records they are owned by th- they were acquired by the same company that owns Ripley's Believe It or Not um, and they've actually built museums similar to how Ripley's Believe It or Not oh, has museums yeah. I've been to the one over Hollywood and Highland mm-hmm. I don't really remember it probably but I do yeah. remember going and there actually was also a Ripley's Believe It or Not by my allergist growing up we never went to that one though where was that? Um, it's by Knott's Berry Farm I think it's torn down uh, now oh okay probably. Um but anyways, so Guinness will send these are the consulting services. They will send its judge to judge records set by companies and in turn the companies receive publicity, a service that Guinness has valued at $330,000.
1: So you have to pay them $330,000 to be like so we have the biggest their, cheeseburger or something. For their
0: consulting. Yeah. And so basically they are a native advertising firm. As well as a book, they publish a book. Wow. Yeah. So a huge reason for the shift might be that they don't own records. Like records isn't like copyrighted by them, right? And so now there's internet companies, like there's a company called Record Setter. That's a direct competitor um, Mm. that has things like you can snuggle in a hammock. You can hold the world record for snuggling in a hammock with bunnies or holding nine barstools in the air, just like really obscure things. Um, but what I thought was really interesting is the article I was reading, which was, I think on Vox. I don't know. I read two articles, one on historytoday.com and the other one on Vox. Um, but they were talking about how then there's also YouTube channels like Dude Perfect. Have you ever watched any of their stuff? Mm-mm. It's basically a group of guys who do trick shots. So they'll like try to make a basket front, like a, oh. like a basketball go in a basket hoop. Huh? like a basketball go in a hoop from from like really far away or like they do like 12 flips and then do it. And just like all these trick shots. Um, And basically that YouTube channels like that are seen as competitors to that, which I think is so interesting because even when we were bringing up, you know, you brought up the real, the lady with the really long fingernails. And then your next thought was, Oh, I watched this documentary on this hand model who does this bizarre thing and kind of lives a life. That's kind of atypical. Um and it just got me thinking how was the Guinness Book of World Records almost like going viral before Definitely. the internet was mainstream. Yeah, that's
1: so interesting. That totally is what it
0: was. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cuz I feel like the internet capitalizes on that like fascination we have mm-hmm. with like the craziest thing. Cuz that's what it is, right? It's like that lady with the huge fingernails, you yeah. know that's so
0: interesting how to set a record i thought this was interesting okay so on their website they have how you can actually set a record and get into the book uh you have to register on their website just like you're like registering on any website or a forum or whatever you find the record you want to attempt and if the record is active and it didn't state like what constitutes if a record is active or closed or how often like are all of them usually active it didn't really say anything like that it was on mm-hmm. their faqs Um, But if a record is active and accepting applications, it will have an apply now button and you could press that and apply. But you could also suggest a new record title was my next question. Then you submit it. The applications take up to 12 weeks or longer, depending on how in demand that record is. Or you could purchase priority application, which will send you guidelines in five business days. Oh, wow. It did not state how expensive priority applications are. If your application is accepted, you'll receive the record guidelines. And next steps and some reasons that applications are rejected are insufficient description, criteria isn't met. Um, for example, the record isn't standardizable. There's no standard format. For example, the suggestion is for most tricks in seven minutes, which is not a time frame that they monitor, apparently. Get us world records, monitors, records in one minute, three minute, or hour. Please check our guide to record format. Oh, Please check our guide to record format. Is there a word for that? Record and record? How it's like the same word, but you say it differently and they have different meanings? Record. Record is like the physical object, right? It's a noun, and yeah. record is the verb. Yeah. Ooh. But the fact that they are spelled the same and just you just
1: I'm arbitrarily
0: su- say it differently, is there a word for that? I'm sure there is. Well, anyways. um so next week. Con- <laughs> continuing <laughs> for why uh, applications are rejected, there is research or historic records. They are sourced from expert consultants and intuition institutions that they don't invite proactive applications for those records. Um, if it's too specialized, records are there to be broken. So if it feels like it's too specific, it might not be accepted inappropriate or offensive good, discontinued titles. Um, so I guess rec- retired record titles will not appear in the list of records they monitor.
1: Who do you think's job, like, Imagine the person whose job it is to just like go through like suggested records they're probably like like
0: yeah do you think they're do you think they like their job they must it feels too specific and I feel like there's no other jobs like that that they have to like it you know what I mean yeah because otherwise why would you do that it's not like it's like oh man I've been in the workforce for nine years and I just really you know cornered myself into this is the only career trajectory is to become a record counter now.
1: Yeah, you must like
0: seek that out. Yeah.
1: The only thing i can think s- similar to that is like the people on Facebook that like judge whether something's appropriate, which is very sad. Have you ever huh? re- have you no. ever read about those people? That's it for another episode. But um there's like the con- they're called content moderators and they're the people that Get hired by the internet companies to deem if something is acceptable, like follows the guidelines of Facebook or whatever. Mm. And it's like fucked up.
0: That sounds like the YouTube mon- yeah. monetization slash demonetization type people who like have to sit there and watch the content and decide. Ugh. Yeah. Well, there are specific types of records that are never accepted, um, which are things for some, there's some like pretty obvious feeling ones yeah. like alcohol consumption animal breeds animal eating and releases animal Just records college. <laughs> um artwork because it's too subjective mm. blinking they're okay. unable to monitor it as a world record title um costumed records um distance running records in costume etc um, environmentally impactful records, fast learning because there's no... It's too hard to measure. Um, fastest musician, I thought was interesting. That's not a record? That is not a record. So it says, After conducting a full and thorough review, Guinness World Records has concluded that we are unfortunately unable to continue monitoring these categories. It has become impossible to judge the quality of the renditions, even when slowed down. Ooh, um, and that's like interesting. one of... So many, like I just read probably 10 and there's another like 15 or 20 that, oh, wow. um, yeah, that They're are strict. not allowed. Uh, but yeah, Guinness book of world records. What world record would you, do you think you would, bring? I used to
1: think about that all the time. And then I would get really sad. Cause I was like, this is kind of depressing, but I'd be like, there's always someone better. Out there.
0: So, okay. That's so funny. You bring that up because I remember my, one of my parents told me this growing up because I, I definitely struggle with perfectionism same, and like just I always want it. It makes me more comfortable to know that it's like this is the best. Yeah. Like hyper competitive. Yeah. Perfectionism. It's something I think I've gotten a lot better about as I've gotten a little bit older and gone to a lot of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still there. And I remember my parents telling me, you know, Sydney, um, there will always be somebody who is better than you. But the yeah. thing was, they didn't say it to me in like a rude, demeaning way. They, no, I think they were I trying to like make me feel better, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah. But then my question is like, but then who's the best? Is th- How is there well, always somebody I, who's better if there's somebody who's the best? That doesn't make sense. That's why
1: there's the Guinness Book of World Records, and that's why we have the Oscars. Oh, no, I totally I would take say, that. The back. Oscars is so subjective. But that's why we're like obsessed with award shows. I actually am fully taking this back because
0: those are very subjective. But I think that's why like. But I think in general being the best is subjective in pretty much all. Yeah. I think you can make a case that in all situations being quote, the best is subjective. Because what is the best?
1: Yeah, I think that doesn't, it's like, it has to be like a feat, like a physical act or something. Yeah, but I'm even thinking like, if you're the best baseball player, What does that mean? But the Guinness Book of World Records isn't doing that, right?
0: I don't think so, no. I think we're just talking about being the best. best.
1: Yeah, it's not real. And that's probably why... But yeah, you're right. But that is why that kind of thought process is somewhat helpful and also not real. Because it's
0: like, who is to say that? Well, and who's the best? That's where my brain is, is. I'm just like, okay, so if there's always somebody better then who's the best... I don't know who knows that. Is there some guy or person being,
1: a being just figuring it out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what would my world record world be? World record be? Um you know, I don't know. One time I held my pee for like 2 days. What? Yeah. That
0: feels unhealthy. What happened? But I'm sure what someone's do, wait, why beat me? did you do that?
1: It was when I was in India in high school and we landed in New Delhi and we were driving to this place and it was like a 15 hour bus ride and they literally did not stop to go to the bathroom I don't know what anyone else did (laughs) they they must have stopped and I slept through it or something because it was like that's way too long and I remember I was like this is insane (laughs) like please pull over and then We stopped and we, like, got in cabs to, like, take us up this mountain to, like, where we were going. And there weren't bathrooms or, like, the cab I got I don't know. Like, there was this alleyway and it was full of jeans. There's just all these discorded denim. And everyone was, like using that alleyway to pee in on I was the like, denim on the denim, it was on the denim i, I mean, just remember that very specifically and it was very how interesting disturbing. and so i was like you know what i'm just gonna wait and then it was like another six hour drive so maybe that's not two days but it was like
0: we're up to close to 24 hours that's though. like a there that's was a, a sleep time. there was like a sleep in between yeah that's a long time because i feel like there's the morning pee and it, it hurt like real
1: bad Whew. I do not recommend it.
0: I remember when I was in third grade, somebody told me if you hold your pee, your bladder is going to explode and you'll get pee on everybody. I don't think that's
1: true, but I, it is really bad either. for
0: you old. I do not think it's true either. Wait, so that's your world record? Is I don't you holding think... your pee the longest? Yeah. Okay, so maybe that, that is your current world record. If you could break any world record, like do you have a vested interest in any of the world records? No. Someone else can do it. I feel like that might be my, my answer, too. Um, my world record, I don't know. That, yeah, that's tough. I feel like it might be...
1: Yeah, I've probably seen School of Rock more than anyone else.
0: Oh, that's a good point. I've seen um, Just Friends a lot. I don't know. I don't but know. This,
1: but there's probably someone out there that's seen it like 5,000 times. Right. But it's like, you can have that. I, you know, yeah,
0: I, I, no, I agree. And I think that's part of the growth thing is I do feel like it's like, okay, they can have that. That's fine.
1: But when I was a kid, I, it
0: was really important to me. It's funny. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of things that were important to me as a kid that are no longer that important. So yeah. when Allergy shots. So we, I had really, really bad allergies as a kid. Did you? Oh, it was before we met. Cause it was before high school. Oh, I would wake up and couldn't breathe because my allergy. Like my sinuses were so swollen. Oh like my God. it was really impeding. Wow. It wasn't just like inconvenient. You know how you get allergies and you're like, Oh man, I have the sniffles or like my eyes yeah. itch. Oh no. It was like, I can't function because my allergies are so bad. And so my parents actually God bless them. They got me allergy shots. Yeah. But it was before like all the technology where it is now. And so it was like incredibly inconvenient. Like I had to get three shots a week for like two years. I remember my mom did that. I was like such a part of my
1: childhood was it going was a to lot her of allergist. Work. It was yeah. a lot
0: of work. Um, Not for me because I just sat in the car and would show up and get shots. But my parents would have to drive me three days a week to the allergist. I mean, oh they were getting, my mom was getting allergy shots too at the time, just because it was like, why not we have to deal with this child um but i remember when we would have to drive to the allergist my mom would always get us a snack she would always bring us a snack because she'd pick us up from school and school ended at like three o'clock isn't that weird school ended at three o'clock why don't they make it the work day because kids can't sit for that long yeah but like if everybody's working until five yeah i mean that's just An issue. Make that much sense. Anyways, um, I would get picked up at three o'clock. My mom would come with some. My mom would come with some snackies, and sometimes she would bring us a cookie. And I remember it would be my brother and I sitting in the back of the car, and one of us would act like we finished our cookie, so like we'd kind of both be like waiting and not really. Mm-hmm. We'd eat very slowly, and then I would like, hot or I would be eating really slowly. And then my brother would look like he finished his cookie and be like, ha ha, I still have my cookie. Now you have to watch me eat it. And then he'd be like, I, he'd be like, oh, and then I'd eat it. And then he'd go, just kidding. I hid my cookie. And now you have to watch me eat it. And for some weird reason, there was this fixation on being the last person to eat the cookie. Isn't that life?
1: Like, it's like, you want to be the last one to be having a satisfying experience.
0: I don't know. I think it depends on the person. Like, I think that's one of those things similar to like, do you, when somebody says they have good news or bad news, which one do you want first? Or they have good news and bad news. Which one do you want first? The bad news. Oh, we're too similar. That's what I say too. I always want bad news first. Cause then I feel like, but we like to get down to business. That's why, right? Exactly. It's like, if you're, if I have to listen to the good news first, I'm just gonna be thinking about what is the bad news while you're giving me the good news. And with the, if you tell me the bad news first, then we kind of cap off
1: our yeah. session
0: with good news. good news yeah yeah
1: yeah i agree
0: all righty well that concludes this week's episode of shut up keep going cute uh thanks so much for listening i am sydney goodman you can find me everywhere at sid so good
1: i'm kate franklin and you can find me here on
0: this podcast we love to see it we'll listen to you well we won't listen to you we'll be here for you to listen to next week Talk then. Ta-ta for now.